You're listening to the Property Nomads podcast, your one-stop shop for property, business, and travel-related content, tying it all together to help guide you towards success. If you like the podcast, please share with others, subscribe, and leave us a review. So get your gear together and let's get going. Welcome to another episode of the Property Nomads podcast. We've got an absolutely brilliant treat for you today. Delighted to be able to talk to Rob Burgess, who heads up the headforpoints.com website, who is an expert in frequent flyer miles, Avios points, hotels, loyalty schemes, all these sort of things. But in a nutshell, uh, Rob is a leading UK expert on business travel, frequent flyer and air miles, Avios upscale hotels and hotel loyalty schemes, loyalty credit cards, first class and business class flying and travel and retail loyalty programs. Rob won Editor of the Year at the 2017 Business Travel Journalism Awards. His co-writer, Anika Najolto, won Best Newcomer to Business Travel Journalism, and the site, headforpoints.com, also won Best Digital Strategy. Rob was nominated for a further three Business Travel Journalism Awards in 2018. Currently has over a million Avios points, million Virgin Flying Club miles, over six million airline points, hotel and credit card points, He's redeemed over 10 million Avios points in, in the past. So, Rob, a great introduction, and you've got a wealth of knowledge to share with us, and thank you for your time. Thank you. Let's start from the very beginning. I mean, what got you into this sphere of, of wanting to add value and get into the travel industry in the first place? Um, I think like most people who work in this space, I, I started off, I mean, my background's in banking. I went into banking from university for the first few years, I was doing a very travel-heavy job financing big infrastructure projects. So I was doing toll roads in South Africa, petrochemical plants in Dubai, uh, power plants in Croatia, things like that. I, I was running around quite a lot. I, I wasn't married at that time, so I, I quite enjoyed it. It was good fun. And obviously, you start building up a lot of frequent flyer miles and hotel loyalty points. And... You need to work out what to do with them. And you know, when you start getting to quite serious sums, they become worth quite serious amounts of money. So I started getting into it a bit. Um, I mean, if you know, I had a numbers based banking job, and if, if you're a bit of a numbers guy anyway, you, you'll, you'll find this a fairly fascinating area to dig into. Um, I eventually found Flyer Talk. Flyer Talk is, is the UK's biggest frequent flyer bulletin board chat room, called what you want these days. But it's, it's very, very geeky. It's very very niche. Uh, people talk in what looks like secret code, frankly. Um, if you don't know all your airport free letter designated codes off the top of your head, you're really going to struggle there. But I persevered and learnt a heck of a lot through it. Um, <laughs> I'd been on that for about seven years by the point that um, my banking job disappeared post Lehman Brothers and post the downturn 2008-2009. I wasn't in that position. I just turned 40. Mortgage was paid off. We just had another baby, so you know my wife has had a job she liked, so we couldn't just go and disappear and you know go live on an island somewhere or something. So I started thinking of ways of doing something around this. Um, but there were people in the states running sites focused on business travellers who had a lot of frequent flyer miles and didn't quite know what to do with them, but nobody was doing it in the UK. Um, I mean, there's a massive. We can remember is there's five million people in Britain with an active Avios account, and the UK Flytalk readership is about 5,000 people. So there's a massive gap between the sort of 5,000 hardcore people you'll find on Flytalk and the 5 million people who have an active Avios account. And what I wanted to do was create something which would suck up more of those 
five million people because it was more open, it was easy to understand, it was sort of chatty and informative and educational. So I started at points in 2000 and 2012, seriously, I suppose. Um, it was meant to be a very casual project. You know, my original aim was, well, you know, let's take take the kids to nursery or school, come back home about 10, let's do four hours max, go and get the kids to school about three, make enough money to stop my wife bugging me to get a proper job. That was the original plan. Um, probably running websites is that if they take off, they really take off. And, um, you know, here we are, stuff for free, full time, a proper office, you know, one and a half million monthly page views, about 375,000 monthly unique visitors. And I've sort of become the face of the face of the frequent fly scene in the UK, for better or for worse. Not, not about something I've ever really encouraged, but um, that's how it is. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a nice, it's a nice second career. And when you get to the sort of scale we're at now, it's also, you know, it makes decent money as well. So I can't complain. Yeah, I, I can well imagine for the, say, the page views that you've just said and traction that you're getting and the amount of, I mean, the, the cracking value that you add in free emails, uh, you know, I, I look at them and it, it blows me away, the amount of value you add. So, that, yeah, identifying, effectively identify the gap in the market and you just work towards that and it's effectively snowballed into where you are today. Exactly. I mean, we did something yesterday, well, a Black Friday deal we covered over the last few days. There was, there was a hotel chain in Spain called Melia, which not many people have heard of, but it has you know, probably a couple of hundred hotels around the world. And over Black Friday, they were selling their loyalty points at a massive, massive discount. And what that meant was you could literally save 65% on most of their hotels by going out, buying the points on their website. The points posted instantly. You could then immediately go into the reservation system, book the hotel you wanted. It was astonishing. I mean, I, I, I booked my brother their, their London five-star for Tyler of Wimbledon. I know he'll be down. It cost me £160 worth of points for a room which a room that is selling for £600 a night, a, five, a London five-star. You know, they made London, sorry, they made New York Hotel, which is sort of £250 a night equivalent. You could have got £70 a night by buying the points over the Black Friday weekend. So, you know, there's, there's lots of deals like this which we, we pick up and we like to present to readers. Um, plus, yeah, lots, lots, of, lots of general business travel news as well, but also quite a lot of insight into how best you can use your miles and points and how you can earn more. If we go to start back to people that might be listening to this thinking, well, I don't even know what an Avios is. Let's go very basic. So what is what is an Avios? Avios is the British Airways, well, the IAG, so British Airways, Iberia, Fueling, etc. frequent fly currency. Um, they came up with this name back in 2015, not entirely sure why. Um, BA miles always seem to work quite well before that. Um, fundamentally, Anavios is a, it's best just to see it as a currency, not unlike money, which you can use to buy lots of things, but the best value is always using them to buy flights. Um, this is a currency you can earn, obviously you can earn it by flying on British Airways, but obviously it's become a far, far bigger business than that these days. And you can now earn them from you know, supermarket shopping via Tesco. You can earn them via American Express credit cards. You can earn them from, you know, a number of partners, number of insurance groups. Um, you know, The Economist magazine gives them out, Citibank, um, HBC, private bank to start giving them out. So there's a lot of ways of picking them up. Um, and the real skill is to, if, if you don't fly a lot for work, you don't earn a lot for your work. The skill for a leisure traveler is trying to get hold of as many as possible 
for the cheapest possible cost, and then using them for the most efficient redemption. And that usually means business or first-class long-haul flights on BA. Um, the one thing you should never do is use uh, frequent flyer miles for economy flights, long-haul, which, because of the taxes and charges slotted and paid, are always terrible, terrible value for money. Um, you, you're really best focusing on business class, long haul, where you can get real value. I mean, I'm taking my family, you know, we've got four business class tickets to San Francisco for next Easter, taking the family out, you know, my wife and the two kids. I went out at 240,000 Avios for the four of us, plus you know, about 500 pounds each to Texas. You know, that, that's you know, an exceptionally good deal. What, 100%, yeah, absolutely. And it's really, to me, it sounds like already it's it's one of those, it's one of those things that you really need to be ingrained and really enjoy do, you know, be very meticulous about obtaining Avios and then make sure you're spending them wisely and getting value for money. Yes, it's getting it's getting harder now if you don't earn quite a few from travelling yourself. Um, up until the start of this year, you could really take American Express to the cleaners, frankly. Um, the American Express would let you apply for multiple American Express credit and charge cards. You could get a very, very high sign-up bonus on those cards. You cancel the card pretty quickly. Six months later, you could reapply, do, do the whole thing again. You know, I mean, literally anyone could have picked up enough points, effectively for three, really, to get, you know, business or first class flights once a year to, to New York or the Caribbean or South Africa. Um, Amex did a bit of a clampdown, had quite a big clampdown in March, not surprisingly, because this was costing them a lot of money. So there are now very strict rules on the number of American Express sign up bonuses you can have and the gap you have to have between them. And that's really that's made it very difficult to pick up, you know, a six figure amount of points easily. Um you you can still get, you know if you have never had an American Express card, you get the cards in the right order, you can still pick up seventy, eighty thousand Avios fairly quickly. But you you can't get them cancelled, get them cancelled, get them cancelled year in, year out, which is what people have been doing for the last five or six years. Um, because of that, it's, it is tricky now. You, if, if you're not picking them up through travel, you have to be more focused and ready to jump on good offers to pick them up. And in terms of finding offers, obviously the easiest thing to say to people would be go to the Head for Points website, subscribe to the newsletter because you know, the amount of content in there is absolutely fantastic. And if people are looking to really get involved and really make their Avios work for them, it is... Mm. As we say in property, so you either treat it as a hobby, you treat it as a business. Would you say it's fair that if you're going to get involved in it, you, you have to become meticulous if you want to get the best value for money? Yeah, if you're not travelling for work, and therefore you're, you're, you're picking them all up as you go, then you, you have to be fairly meticulous, and you, you have to be prepared to make, you know, you, know you're, you have to be prepared to switch your credit cards to certain adjusting cards. You might need to start booking holiday hotels through various specific portals, which will award you with a large number of points back. So it's not, it, it, it does require a bit of running around. But it, it, the sort of return on time invested is pretty good, frankly, um, if you look at the value of what you're, you're picking up. Um, I mean, you know, I mean if, if I, you know, even in a sale, you, you know, those four San Francisco flights we got, but Easter, you, you, you'd almost never be able to get those less than 8,000 pounds for four people, even in a sale. Um, and then over Easter, it's unlikely you'd even be able to do that. So, you know, there's, there's a big return if you can get that for next to nothing. Um, they're also quite good 
on, you know, even in short, short haul flights can be good redemptions. They require a low, low number of points. And, you know, while short haul flights, or what's gathered, are always tempting you, you know, £19 here, £29 there. If you want to go somewhere in August or over Easter or Christmas or New Year, or you want to go away for a weekend, you know, you're not going to be paying those £29 there, you'll be paying £100, £200. And even then, you're know, using 9,000 Avios for a return flight in Europe on BA is not a bad result. No, it does sound like relatively good value for money. Uh, in terms of, just let's touch on the San Francisco example that you, you've given. In terms of BA releasing seats for that, do they have a set system? How, how do you get alerted to that? Is there any, um, anywhere that people would need to sign up for so that they're, they're made aware of when these seats are released, or is it just a case of potluck? BA is very good. It's the, it's the, the only airline globally, actually, which guarantees to release a certain number of seats for redemption. That's the good news. And the bad news is that the, they guarantee to release two business class and four economy class seats in every flight, but those seats come up uh, literally one year in advance, which is when the, seat, when, the, when the flight drops into the airline booking systems. So 355 days before departure is when the flight comes up. That's when those six guaranteed seats appear. So if you if you want to rely on those guaranteed six seats per plane, then you have to be prepared to book um, you know, almost a year in advance. Um, apart from that, you're, you're then reliant on BA adding more seats as it goes along. You know, BA has got very sophisticated IT. You know, every day it looks at every flight for the next year, looks how it's selling. If a flight's looking in the light of an average for the time of year and yeah, given how far in advance it is, they will drop more seats into Avios inventory to try and encourage people to book onto certain services rather than others. This is obviously not so straightforward in terms of spotting what's available. There's a very good tool called rewardflightfinder.com, which is the independent thing uh, run by a guy called Tim. Reward Flight Finder basically screen scrapes the BA website, pulls out all Avios flight inventory, and presents it in a very quick, easy-to-search format. But more importantly, you can set up alerts so you can say, I'm looking for four seats San Francisco in this class between these dates. And every day it will check for you. And if something comes up, you'll get an email. And you should have that email in enough time to then dash onto the website, the BA website and book. So Reward, Reward Flight Finder has been a real boon for helping people find seats without having to spend, you know, 10 minutes a day logging into the BA site and having a look, see if anything's there. That, that's great for that. Well, we'll put a link to that in the show notes as well, so people can go and utilise that website as well. Yeah, I mean, of... the, the, the other thing, actually, which people don't realise is, if you have a British Airways gold card, you can have seats on any flight with Avios. Most, I mean, the number of British Airways gold card holds I speak to who don't know this is scary. Um, it's called a gold priority reward. You're, you're, you're in British Airways at least 30 days before departure and say, I want to fly on this plane, please. And they will open up a seat. Uh, the snag is that it costs you double Avios. The, the, at peak times, and if you can't get an Avios seat normally, then it probably is a peak day. Yeah, if, if you want to travel, if you want to go on a, you know, skiing at half term, for example, yeah. if, if you want to fly at Salzburg over February half term, you're looking at £500 an economy easily for a Saturday, a Saturday trip. Um, if you're a BA Gold, you, you can just do what I do and ring British Airways, and they will open up four seats in economy for you for 18,000 Navios each. You know, that's an exceptional return on your investment. 
same thing applies if you want to go away over you know, peaks to peak places in the summer or you know October half term when everyone wants to go Saturday to Saturday or you know, Christmas or New Year somewhere. So the 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 BA Gold, the Gold Priority Award, is a is a fantastic benefit which most people don't really know much about, and BA doesn't really promote very much. But it's very easy. It's, it's a ten minutes. You spring BA literally and say, you know, please book me on this flight using the double Avios reward. Like, oh, thank you, sir. Never done. Ten minutes. That's amazing. It's amazing the amount of golden nuggets you can you can pick mm. up. And I suppose if they're not advertising that very well, it's because they, well, maybe it might create more hassle for them there. And I'm, I'm just guessing yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It, it takes obviously of course it takes of course a time out. You, you can't do this online, so that's one reason why we don't push it. But um, at, at certain times, it can be exceptional value. Or if you have to be on a certain flight on a certain day, it can work really well. In, in terms of obtaining avios, now we mentioned about. Uh, Amex uh, sign-up bonuses and you know go using hotels etc etc etc. But can you can you just buy Avios off the BA website? And if so, how much would you personally expect to pay for for an Avios point? Uh, so trying to work out value for money, return on investment etc. The the standard price buying them off the BA website is 1.6p. Um, there are regular promotions which take that down to about 1p to 1.1p. That's uh, sort of 1p-ish. You're just about okay. I mean, uh, I keep a spreadsheet of the sort of value I get in redeeming, and it comes out at about 1.2, 1.25p on average. But that number is pushed down because I do a lot of these gold card double Avios redemptions and because I can't use that many British Airways and American Express two-for-one vouchers because I've got a family of four and we're traveling quite a lot. So if you have a specific flight in mind on a specific day and an offer comes along to buy with a bonus which, which brings the price down to around 1p it, it can work but I, I don't normally recommend people buying Avios unless they have a definite plan in mind because it's very easy to you know, I did some uh, BBC work for Rip Off Britain a couple of years ago with people who had bought large chunks of Avios without fully understanding the issues over availability and the like, and they bought them at full price, and they, you know, they, they were struggling to use them. That's partly their fault of not understanding how the scheme worked. But you really, I don't, I don't really recommend people buying points unless they have an immediate use. Because at the end of the day, you can't be, you can never be certain that the scheme won't change or they won't put up the cost of, on a certain route or they might even stop flying a certain route. There's no, you know, you know, cash is massively more flexible than frequent flyer miles in, in, for life in general. And it's yeah, generally best to keep your money in cash if you can rather than um, bunging miles in the bank without a real plan to get, to get through them. If you always go, if you have a holiday home in a certain place and you know you fly there four or five times a year and you know it's generally always premium priced the route and you know that even if you bought Avios at one pence each hour and offer, you would always make a decent saving then, yeah, perhaps you do it. But I would never buy them just on the off chance that I think I could get a decent deal somewhere down the line. So effectively, in a nutshell, the better you're prepared and the better plans that you have, then the easier um, it is to, well, not the easier it is to obtain address, but basically, if you plan, then it's just going to make life a bit easier. Because if you, you know you're after a specific thing rather than just obtaining them and going, oh, what do I do with them? If you know that you're saving for take your family to San Francisco, then you've got your plan mm. in place. That just makes your decision making, just gives you more clarity, basically. But that's right. Yeah. I mean, 
you might logically think the best way to get started is to go out and buy, you know, 100,000 Avios for a thousand pounds or whatever. That's, that's really not the best way to do it. The best way to do it is to start slowly picking up points of uh, you know, virtually free via credit card signups or other easy offers. And then slowly understanding how you can use them and where you want to use them. And only then when you're really confident you're going to be spending X thousand a year on this route, which always saves you this much money. Only then would you want, in my view, to start stacking up and, and actually buying them you know, without a definite use lined up. It's, 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 it's not, it's not that, that's what you do when you're really experienced. It's not what you do as a beginner going out and buying a pile because you, you, you won't know where the value is. I, th- I think that's a fantastic lesson, Rob, because it's the same with, uh, with people saying you can get started in property or any job or any um, sort of new industries. You know, run, uh, walk before you can run, start, you know, taking baby steps, learning more. The more you learn, the more you practice, the better you'll get. And just over time, experience will, will you know, will really help and it will snowball into something, you know, even bigger. So it just takes time at the end of the day. Exactly. The other thing is that people shouldn't people shouldn't really forget the the hotel law schemes as well. I mean, there's, there's two I suppose there's two schools of thought on the basis that you can only focus your efforts on to in either hotels or flights. Perhaps yeah, there's an argument that says, would you you know technically would you rather fly to Dubai in economy on a cash ticket but use hotel points for a five star hotel when you were there, or would you rather fly to Dubai in business class for a flat bed using frequent fly miles, but then you know, perhaps pay cash for a three-star hotel when you're there. But there's no right or wrong answer there, but there's, there's for some people, some people might be less bothered about the flight and are happier putting their money or their, their efforts into hotel water points. Um, it's, it's also because if you spend a lot of time in, you know, places where hotels are very expensive, you know, New York, Paris, Etc. Then you might find some of the hotel loyalty schemes, all which work in the same way. You know, offer you a piece of return. Um, IHG, IHG owns Intercontinental Holiday in Crown Plaza. Yeah, they, they have a UK credit card called the IHG Rewards Club Premium Mastercard, which is a ninety-nine pound annual fee. But if you spend ten thousand pounds on that card in a year, they give you a voucher for a free night at any hotel they own. You know, that, that includes their £1,000 a night resort in the Maldives. It includes their £600 a night hotels in New York, their £500 a night hotel in Paris. You know, it also includes, you know, the Holiday Express Sheffield, frankly. But, you know, if you are if you are spending a lot of time in cities where hotel rates are very expensive and you know you can put £10,000 through on a MasterCard uh, over a year quite easily, then you know, the IHG Rewards Club Premium Card is very good. If you, if you need to spend £20,000, you can get one for your partner, get two free nights a year, get you know a weekend away in a very expensive five-star hotel, for, literally for nothing. Um, the hotel points courses, you know, they, they, they literally are, unlike the flights, where you're always starting to pay all the taxes and charges on the flights. You know, a free hotel night is a free hotel night. You know, there's not, there, is, there is nothing to pay, but they're not going to whack you for £200 of you know, bizarre surcharges when you check in. Right, perhaps two euros of you know local authority tourism fee, but that's literally it. So it can work. I can work quite well as well. It, but it really depends. Again, you know, perhaps if, you're, if say you're in the UK, you stay in quite a lot of hotels, so you're earning hotel points anyway, but you never fly because all your business is inside the UK. Then you might think actually I'll, I'll just 
focus on the hotels and I'll look at the credit cards where I can pick up hotel points and I'll look for special offers where I can accumulate hotel points either Hilton, ISG, Marriott, Bonvoy, therefore the three schemes you'd use most in the UK. And and you focus that way. It's not, you know, it's the flights this business is always you know, the sort of free business class flight with a free flight bed is always the kind of hell up as the sort of gold standard of redemption. But actually, you know, for many people, you know, a couple of free nights in a five star luxury hotel is just as attractive. As you say, horses for courses. I mean, I've done enough um, sort of I've been lucky enough to do a lot, uh, enough sort of economy traveling over the years, having visited many a country. And I'm, I'm just getting to the habit of get on the plane of kind of know roughly how to battle jet lag and for me it's all about mm. getting a couple of audiobooks getting some podcasts so for me that's my focus mm. um you know for, but that's just personal as you say horses for yeah. courses so that's the ihg reward cards uh, you mentioned something briefly going back to the avios side of things you mentioned a companion voucher two for one um how how does that work that seems to be when you speak to a lot of people that seems to be the best thing that you, on, on the market effectively because you can save so much money using that voucher so how does that work how do you obtain that what do you need to do yeah i mean fundamentally hands down the best deal in uk airline or hotel loyalty is the two for one voucher which comes with the british airways american express credit card there are two versions of this there's the um there's a free british airways amex card which requires you to spend twenty thousand pounds a year to get a two for one voucher but that's only, it's only valid for one year, which is not ideal. Or there's the £195 annual fee version of that card, which, before you start panicking, comes with a very generous um, sign-up bonus, which covers the first year's pretty anyway. So you, you've got 25 hours now of your signing up for that card, which more than covers £195 in year one. But yeah, once you spend £10,000 on that card, you get a voucher which gets you two, two Avios flights for the miles of one, basically. In that time, we got the San Francisco trip for Easter because San Francisco is actually 120,000 avios per person. So between me and my wife and my two kids, that's technically 480,000 avios. But we, me and my wife both had a two-for-one voucher from our British Airways Amex cards. Used those, so I got the cost down to 240,000, which is a massive, massive difference. Uh, so, yeah, the, the, the value from that is huge. And... I forgot my question. I was going to, I was, I was going to say how much do you need to spend on that one, but you said ten thousand pounds, and this is the driven about, yeah. No, but that's I mean, that's not. I don't want to say that's for a lot of people that that's not impossible. I mean, you you need to. You know, Amex is not accepted everywhere. You can't pay, you know, for like council tax on on a American Express card. Even if you can use a Visa or a Mastercard, so you you have to have a unless you have a lot of business expenses which you can reclaim. You know, you need to have a fairly decent personal income to be able to spend 10 grand on an MS card a year. But as long as that's not a problem for you, then it's, it's a very attractive proposition. And that, that, that's the purpose in, in doing this podcast in the first place is the people that list, you know, the demographic of people on, on head to points, as you say, is very business centric, London centric. And same for our podcast. A lot of people listening from London, a lot of people are going to be in, in, in the property industry. And, you know, with that do come a lot of expenses. So if you plan well, and you know where you want to end up, this sort of thing, it, it definitely isn't impossible as you've aligned to it. That, that's an important oh. note to make for everyone. Not at all. I mean, you know, our, our WeWork office rent, we can pay on a credit card. It's fantastic. You know, I, I, I do £20,000 a year of Amex spend just paying for the office we have here. So it's, if you've got the right sort of expenses, it's very easy to do it. It's all about, it's all about the planning. 
all, all about the planet. Uh, Rob, in terms of uh, the other thing I just wanted to touch on briefly, um, you talk about return on investment and you mentioned spreadsheets. So I imagine with your background in finance and banking that you have a meticulous spreadsheet to work out your return on investment per per flight. I, I do, but I do it. The key, the key is, I mean, it's very easy to get carried away with the value of something. And it's very, what I find is, it's very important to be realistic about the value you're getting when you redeem lottery points. This comes back to where we started about whether you should actually go out and buy points. Because I, I know that I tend to get around 1.2p-ish of value for an Avios point. If I could buy a million tomorrow at you know, 0.75p, I'd probably do it. If I could buy a million tomorrow at one and a half p, I know that would be stupid. But I didn't know that because I'm quite detailed in what I do. But you have to, that involves being very realistic about what you would spend otherwise. So we go back to this San Francisco example. Mm-hmm. Um, I have in the past paid £2,000 per person for business class seats for my family. So it's, re- it's realistic for me to say those 240,000 Avios got me. Eight thousand pounds of flights because you know I'm in the lucky position that you know when we decided to go to California I, I would have bought tickets um, I would have paid two thousand pounds cash for tickets um, would I be able to get them now the question if I you know if the GB's tickets we could, could have found next week were going to be four thousand pounds each they wouldn't have gone to business class I would have paid two thousand pounds of business. And I assume there was always be a way, you know, British might have gone to Amsterdam and, you know, flown on, you know, yeah, the more obscure, you know, perhaps gone, you know, out, gone down to Milan on Alitalia or something and gone, you know, London, Milan, San Francisco and Alitalia to get a business class for £2,000. I could probably found a way of doing it. But that's what I value it at. Just because British Airways would be selling business class San Francisco for, you know, £4,000 ticket over Easter doesn't mean I value those flights at £16,000 for the four of us because I would never have paid that. And it's it's important to not get carried away with the value you think you're getting. Because then you then you start making bad decisions when it comes to doing things which can earn you points. Um, because it, obviously you never pay yes four thousand pounds in cash for a business class flight. Then you certainly wouldn't be paying wouldn't want to spend four thousand pounds on Avios to get yourself the same flight. It's the same with the sort of short haul business class. We, you know we we business four of us we tend to redeem for short haul business class. That's just a luxury. That's yeah. I, I wouldn't generally use my own money to, to pay for short haul business class flights for an hour, because the, the price gap is is pushed behind. I would pay if be off me fifty pounds at the airport one way to upgrade. I would pay that. I have paid that in the past when I offered it at the checking desk. So that's that's how I value a business class redemption. I value it at be a cost of an economy ticket plus fifty quid, and that's my sort of realistic value for what I've got by Avios when I redeem for, you know, business class to Germany or something. So you have to, if you would never pay the cash price, you shouldn't value something at more than you've been prepared to pay for it. Because if not, you start distorting your own valuations. Um, it's, 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 it's hard to get your head around, but you, you need to, you, you'll, you'll start doing the wrong thing if you start having a disproportionately high idea of what value you're getting. Look, yeah, look, basically look, look at the numbers and know what you want and, as you say, practice practice makes perfect so over time. Again, numbers, 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 know what you would or wouldn't pay and start basically trying to make your, de- your decisions pragmatically, yeah, not emotionally. Yeah, exactly. And, and, but there is no one answer fits all. 
for the best. I mean, if you look at hotels, is an easy way of looking at it. You know, I, you know, I, I, I can afford to stay at five star hotels, and we generally always do stay at five star hotels when we go traveling with the family. So if I can get a £250 hotel room for free using hotel loyalty points, I would almost certainly have paid for that same room for cash if I'm not using points. So I, I can honestly say that I got, you know, 250 quid of value for that, you know, 50,000 Hilton points or whatever. Now, if you would, you know, if you've never paid more than 100 pounds for a hotel room in your life, and, you know, when you go to Paris, you normally stay in a Holiday Express on the edge of the city for, you know, 100 euros, then if you're redeeming 50,000 Hilton points for a 250 pound five star hotel, that's not saved you 250 quid. It saved you the 100 euros you would have paid for the Holiday Express plus, you know, a little bit more because you're in somewhere nicer and more central. But you, you, you're certainly not saved 250 quid. I would, I would have paid 250 quid. But if you wouldn't have paid 250 quid yourself, then you're not getting the same value that I'm getting. So it's all about, you know, it's, it's how you balance these things off. And so the, the more money you normally spend on travel, the more value you'll get from miles and points because you'll be getting, you, know, you will be making a genuine saving as opposed to just getting something you wouldn't normally have paid for. All, it is all down to perception and how you travel and how you want to travel. And as you yeah. said, there's really no, on a case by case basis, there really is no right or wrong, but make your decisions in the most sensible way possible. Mm. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And, but, yeah. but basically, don't, never get carried away with the value you're getting for your points. And if you don't get carried away, then you'll, you'll never make a mistake in terms of, you know, things you may buy or, you know, decisions you might take which will earn you points. Fantastic. I think that's very poignant advice. So thank you very much for that. Um, before you re- um, briefly sort of wrap up, just ha- just touching on head for points itself. So you quite open way said it started as you know, a bit of a hobby, if you don't mind me saying it, and it's just gone into this you know massive massive business. Where do you see head for points going in, in the future? I don't know. It's difficult because we are at the end of the day we are a niche, but we, we target a certain sort of specific sort of person. The stuff we write is written in a certain way, which tends to appeal to, you know, London-based professionals in the main. That's not to say that's all we, that's all we have as readers, but that's, that's kind of a core. Um, you know, we, we get 550 people along to our twice-a-year reader parties, for example. They're very always in central London, and we can, get, we can sell 500 tickets in the morning for those. So it's, I'm, not, I'm not personally interested in employing 10 people and you know, only the next business traveller. There's no, I, I, I've no desire to run a major media business. Um, I, I've sort of, I, I've done my big career thing. This is just, you know, I, I see this as still a bit of fun. The people I employ are people I really like and like spending time with. You know, I don't need to man-manage them very much. They, they know what we have to do, they do their own thing. Um, they're good fun. I, I can still come and go as I please. And you know, if I, I, yesterday I didn't come into the office. I just went off and saw a couple of exhibitions and did a few hours on a laptop in a cafe in between. Yeah, yeah I, I can get away with that once, yeah, once every few weeks. I, I like that lifestyle. And um, I don't want to become a CEO of something big and painful. You know, my, my, my son always moans I'm not home by six o'clock. I really don't do, I, I do far less traveling than most people imagine. Um, I, I, I generally hire young people who want to go off and travel and do stuff. And, you know, I mean, we, we just did a 
Vietnam trip for the Vietnam Airlines. Um, you know, I, I can't go to my wife and say, sorry, love, I'm off to Vietnam for 10 days on a nice, all expenses paid, jolly, um, you know, look after the kids yourself for the next 10 days, you know, cancel your work trips, cancel your work dinners for the next two weeks. No, I can't do that, but, you know, the, the people who work for me like each other to take that trip. So that's, I think, quite a nice place at the moment. Um, I don't know. There, there are people, I think at some point we will... I'm not getting any younger. I think we, we will exit at some point. Um, most of our money bizarrely comes from credit cards, from American Express, Virgin Money, um, other banks we work with whose plastic we promote on the site. So perhaps we end up with, you know, Money Supermarket, Go Compare, one of those people. Um, we, we are bizarrely, uh, I think, one, one of the top two or three biggest sellers of premium credit cards in the UK, oddly enough. Um, uh, I think... If and when I decide to give it up, then they'll be taken somewhere. But it's hard because you know, when you build something around you and you know, there's a lot of me in the site, um, a lot of the articles are about you know, what I think, what I've done, how I did this, my thoughts on that. It's, you know, it's not easy to untangle that. No, I completely emphasise with that. Once, once you're so intertwined with something, yeah, trying to, trying to not get out of it, but yeah, untangle can be, can be mm. quite a challenge. But to me, it sounds like you actively really enjoy doing what you're doing and that, again there's so much value um to, to get from going to headforpoints.com so i urge people to to do that uh, robert if people are wanting to get hold of you how do people get hold of you um email address on the website we um i, I try to reply to 100 percent of Emails we receive, um, it might just be a quick reply back with a link to a couple of articles on the site, or, which I know are relevant, which you haven't found, but um, we always try and reply to everything we get in. Um, there's a huge amount of information on the site. There's a lot of reference articles. Um, on, on the phone, you don't see it that easily, but if you go on the desktop version, there's a couple of menu options, which take you to literally a couple of hundred of older articles, which answer probably any questions you have. There's a couple of good startup articles on there. Uh, you know, ones about, you know, Thule and Utah, Avios, News Frequent Flyer Miles. Um, there's good instructions on there to be hotel schemes for credit cards. Um, if you, you need to, I mean, you, you can't learn. I mean, the, the truth is, I wouldn't have a job if this was easy, easy to understand. You know, p- people reason me because they haven't got enough time of the day to get their head around these schemes. And they, they, they use us as a way of distilling all the news and new developments into, you know, two or three short stories every day. Um, so I won't lie and say you can get your head around all the nuances of this in, you know, half an hour, because you can't. But if you go on the site, site start reading some of the background information, some of the reference articles, and then just keep reading the daily articles for a couple of weeks, then I, I think you'll get a pretty good feel for what's going on and, you know, what you can get from this if, if you put the time into it. And obviously, if you're already flying for work or staying in a lot of hotels for work anyway, then you know, you're, you're already invested in this game, whether you like it or not. And we can help you get far more benefit from your miles and points than you're currently getting. Absolutely superb. I totally agree with that. And finally, just before we wrap up, any other, any other top tips, anything we've not spoke about that you think would be really useful for people listening in? In the last couple of years, certain airlines have got massively aggressive on discounting the cash. So don't assume that the only way to travel cheaply building premium cabins is using frequent buy miles. You know, over the last two years, we've started covering a lot more fair sales. Um, yeah, for instance, Black Friday, Air China was selling tickets to um, 
Australia and New Zealand out of Germany for £1,200 return business class. Now, you, you, you're never going to beat that. It will always be a bad deal for the fly miles if you compare that to yeah, a £1,200 cash ticket. Um, yeah. How are you ever going to find out that China is selling business class tickets to Australia for £1,200 out of Germany? Well, you're going to have to read someone like us. But there's, the deals are there for cash as well. And it, even if you don't think you've got the, the time to fully get into the miles game, but you, you are happy to pay cash for uh, premium flights or premium hotel rooms if they are heavily discounted enough, then, uh, then we can do that as well. You know, a lot, a lot of it involves starting your trip in, you know, in a country that's not the UK because UK flights have premium prices attached to them because London's a major global hub. But yeah, I mean, Qatar Airways flies 2787 today out of Copenhagen. You know, that's, you know, Qatar Airways cannot fill business class on 2787 today from Copenhagen selling at the sort of price that sells it in the UK, for example. So you're always seeing exceptional deals from these um, secondary European capital cities where, especially the big Middle Eastern Airlines fly. There's some really good deals there. And um, yeah, even if you're not into miles to using miles, um, sites like ours can help you find exceptionally good cash tickets for prices which you never actually thought were possible. Super. We'll put, we'll, we'll put all the links uh, in the show notes as well, guide people to the website as well. Um, Rob, really, thank you very much for your time. I think that's been incredibly insightful. And I really hope that people take heed of what you've said and, again, start getting into start getting into the game and you're going to get as much out of it as you put into it. So just a, a massive thank you for your time and, um, yeah, all the best with the head for points. That's great. Thank you, Robert. All the best. Take care.